As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the Slang Self Doubt Podcast, where we empower women of faith to identify, acknowledge, and accept their doubts and limits and beliefs in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Welcome back to another episode of the Slain Self Dog Podcast. I am here with Ramesha Nicole from the Ramesha Nicole Show, formerly known as Real Talk with Ramesha Nicole. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. Formerly yeah. known as Real Talk with Ramesha Nicole Podcast. Okay. Hey, Felicia. Hey, girl. Hey. So first of all, let me just tell y'all, we had a whole session an hour before this, okay? Just getting it all out. Like, it is so um, refreshing to be able to have... Um, connection with people that like you know is intentional and is purposeful and God has um, really aligned relationships to be together so I know in the previous episodes I have mentioned how important connectivity is so I just want to thank you first of all for just being a part of my community and my village because I already feel like since the first time we talked I was just like yep she she me and her we about to be yeah, this about to be it. <laughs> this it. Yeah. Likewise, Felicia, thank you for, I mean, just the wisdom, the knowledge, the insight that you have shared with me. The feeling is mutual. And like you said, it's all about purposeful relationship, purposeful community. So I just thank God for it at the end of the day, because listen, we be out here struggling listen, on the struggle listen. bus all on a lonely island when God has already given you community that can yes. hold you down. Yeah, so this is um, this is going to be a great episode, y'all, because we've been trying to do this for months. And, um, you know, the Lord just kept telling us, Pulse, not today. We're going to do it another day. And we've gone back and forth and had conversation in between. So even today, I was like, we're not playing today. Today, we're going to get this done today. Okay, y'all. So um, Ramisha, please tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started. Well, hello, Slaying Self-Doubt community. My name is Ramesha Nicole, and I am the internal debt collector. And I know you're probably like an internal debt collector. So my journey to debt freedom really started 26 hours before I was scheduled to go on an 11-month mission trip journey called the World Race. When the Lord was like, mm, hold on, sweet girl. No, stop running and deal with your debt. 
And I was like, uh-uh, Lord, hold on now. 26 hours, I have raised all this money. <laughs> I have raised the support fund. Lord, this is ten to $12,000 worth of support. You mean don't go. And I'm sure you all probably could imagine, you know, the number of emotions that I felt at that yeah. time. Embarrassment to shame. But he was like, stop running and it's time to deal with your debt and what I thought was going to be a journey of just getting myself out of financial debt mm. really opened my eyes. Like God literally began to take me through a journey of what's called internal transformation and began to really free me and rid me of those internal debts that were not only affecting my finances, but infecting them. And he's still taking me on that journey. I don't think that we arrive at any point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We are continually to be evolved and be transformed. Yep. And so he has continued to transform me from the inside out. And that is how I got started on this journey of, you know, being the internal debt collector, you know, being a financial therapist, financial coach, internal debt coach, so that I could really shift the perspective on what it really means to get out of debt. So that's really just the essence of the beginning of my journey into the work that I've been doing. Oh, nice. So, so I know everybody probably wondering, well, what you do when he told you not to go, go on a trip? So let me tell y'all something. So first and foremost, I sat on the edge of the bed. So let me paint a picture for you. Okay. <laughs> So at the time, again, it was 26 hours. My bags are packed. At the time I was living, I'm, in, I'm from Texas, as you guys can probably hear it. Hey, y'all. Yep, we say y'all. Everything is big in Texas. <laughs> so at the time I was living with my sister and my brother-in-law, and they live out in a rural area, y'all, like acreage, acres of land. Mm. And I sat on the edge of my bed. I had some debt that I was still trying to figure out what I was going to do with it because I didn't want to leave that on my family. You know, mm -hmm. I was the one who had gotten myself upside down on a car loan. I was the one who had gotten myself in this credit card debt. So at the time I was like, Lord, I know that you've called me to this journey, but Lord, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. And I truly believe that God is a supernatural God. I believe in supernatural debt cancellation. I believe in miracle signs and wonders, but I think that would have been the easy way out. I yeah. think that was the yeah. cop out for me to pray and ask pray God, it away, it, to pray it away. Mm -hmm. Like people do with anxiety, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Try to pray it away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's a message right. for me, y'all, okay? <laughs> that's a message for the both of us, y'all, which was the whole conversation we had about two weeks ago. Um, and I was just like, okay, Lord, what am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do with this? And so my coach at the time for the mission trip was like, hey, sweet girl, you know, I really think that you should sit with the Lord and ask him what you should do. Mm. I said, okay, Mama D, I will do that. And she said, okay, you know, let me know what you come up with. So I sat on the edge of the bed, opened up the blind jaw. The wind was blowing. I mean, I'm literally painting this picture for you. He was sending the sign. He was just talking to me through the wind. Because it says that he wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the wind, but it yeah. was a real small voice. So I prayed. <laughs> and I said, Lord, I know that you've called me to this. What do you want me to do? And he said, stop running I said now Lord I know that's not you uh-uh Lord that is not you so I set up on the, <laughs> the edge I said okay Lord I believe that you are El Shaddai Lord I believe that you are Jehovah Jireh the Lord my provider and I sat there and he said stop running hmm I said, now, uh-uh, Lord, you know, I started to, you know, try, because I don't know if you've ever done this. I tried to bargain. Let yes, me tell y'all yes, something. Sin. Disclaimer. 
You can't you bargain with Jesus. You bargain with the Lord because that. he said what he said and he meant what he said. He is not a man that he shall lie. And he was not playing with me. Listen. So I call myself praying again. Third time. Three times is a charm. Father, you're going to change your mind. <laughs> and I said, Lord, I know that you have called me to this, Lord. I know you can cancel this debt, Jesus. What am I supposed to do? So I started to get a little desperate. And he said, Ramesha, stop running and deal with your debt. And when I tell you my body went completely numb, there was Mm. like a warm sensation that went over my body. Tears began to flow. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I felt guilty because again, I had friends, family, strangers, people who I hadn't even met who were rallying around me. And we had raised 10 to $12,000 of the required 17,000 that I needed to go Mm. because it was based off of sponsorships and support. It was a support fund. And so here I was, my sister and brother-in-law had bought tickets to see me off to lunch with my niece and nephew in Atlanta. So they ended up taking a family vacation and making the best of it for the kids, which the kids, my niece and nephew were excited that nanny wasn't leaving. Right. So right. that was a benefit for the kids. Right. Um, but what I did, I, I called my coach back, talk, talked with Mama D and she said, you know, I really believe that the Lord is going to bless your obedience. Mm-hmm. And at the time I really didn't want to hear it, but I knew, you know, she said discipline doesn't seem easy at the time. Right. We think yeah. that oh you know god is this super genie no god is your father when your father disciplines you and he tells you to sit down yeah you better sit down so yeah. i sat down i took dave ramsey's financial peace university learned you know what i needed to do to be gazelle intense and learning the strategies that i needed to really begin to get myself out of that financial debt and in between that time um I had a good girlfriend who was, we were both counselors here in one of the larger districts in the Houston area. And she reached out to me, was like, hey, you know, I'm abroad, I'm in Qatar, we are looking for an elementary school counselor. And she said, I think that you would be a great asset because you are elementary, that is your forte, we need someone like you, plus it'll be a great way, I know that you're looking to pay off your debt. Okay, cool. I applied, you know, had heard this sermon about someone being in your position, but God will move a person out of the way. I Mm. really believe that that was the prophecy for me because someone literally was in that position, but our head of schools was like, yeah, I'm gonna try to finagle some things. We really want you. And lo and behold, I landed the job. Wow. But I remember when I got the email, I was sitting in church, you know, still kind of numb at the fact that God really, like you made me sit down. Like, God, this is not like you. I knew, I know that you called me to this. Right. And I heard him say, check your phone. And so I pulled my phone out of my purse. I was sitting up high in the balcony at church. And I heard the voice of the Lord say so clearly to me, I didn't let you go abroad before because I had tried, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? But when you try to step ahead of God, mm-hmm. he'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. you you want to do this? Go right ahead. Yeah. So um, I heard him clearly say, I didn't let you go because you wouldn't have known how to manage your money. Mm-hmm. That's... Mm. I'm going to let that sit for a while because oftentimes we pray for things that we want, but what if you're not ready for the Come thing on. it is that you're praying for? Yes. Hence, I'm speaking to myself right now. I've been praying for the Lord to send me my Boaz, but Ramesha, are you really ready for your Boaz right now? Yeah. Think about all the stuff internally that you have going on. Are you really ready for God to send the help me? No, because you wouldn't know how to handle it right wow. so he said that to me and i landed the job so prepare to go 
I am on, you know, in the little tunnel as you're going from inside of the airport onto the plane, right? So mm-hmm. you have that little stretch of, you know, the little alleyway they have. Yeah. And I remember that it was the day that my great grandfather had passed away about six or seven years before that. The same day I left to go to Qatar mm-hmm. was the same day that my great grandfather had passed away. And I declared it out of my mouth. I said, this is going to be a season of life and death. Mm. life to new experiences life to new habits mindsets and behaviors but death to life that I've known it death to old behaviors old mindsets and when I tell you that God began to take me on a journey Mm. he began to take me on a journey he begins to really show me that the reason why I was in so much debt was tied and connected to a childhood traumatic event that had happened over 29 years mm-hmm. before that. He began to show me how my limited perspective, my limited thinking, how mm. I saw myself, yeah. how I saw money, like money is not your enemy. Money, you know, is not the root of all evil. Your love for money is the root of all evil, which we take biblical principles out of context, right? Right. He began to really transform me. I mean, helping me to forgive people who had offended me as early as grade school, fifth grade. Mm. You know, um, even now that I'm back, he's still taking me through that journey of forgiveness because I once heard that we think that, and let me give y'all the disclaimer. I did pay off the $10,000 worth of credit card debt right at 10 months of me being there. So the $10,000 was paid off before I left, which was 18 hours. I want to say before I left, I paid off the car loan that I was upside down on. So before leaving to Qatar, I paid off debt before I came back from Qatar. um, I paid off debt. But one of the things that, you know, God really was showing me was that when we say forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, that true debt freedom starts with unforgiveness, starts Mm. with forgiveness because we hold on to unforgiveness Mm. Mm -hmm. and that is why you are in debt. That is the number one culprit culprit of why so many people are in debt. Girl, you just preached a whole word, okay? Like it's so many different things that you said (laughs) that I'm just like, oh, Felicia, you got to stay on task, okay? Because I'm like, this ought to be a whole nother, like, uh, it's it's a lot. But I like to hear your story and just like, I, you know, I can see you. They can't, like, when you are able to, like, I know that when you're telling your story and like you close your eyes because you can feel the feels, right? And, like, as you were telling it, like, I can, I can imagine, like, all of those feelings and all of those emotions that you went through. And when you said that, um, you know, sometimes sometimes a a God thing, he will stop you because he has to give you, you're not ready for it. Right. And you hear all the time, like if you can't handle a thousand dollars, why you think God going to bless you with a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Um, and even when we think about entrepreneurship or like, you know, start, you know, entrepreneurship or even in like leveling up in your career path, you know, if you can't handle what you already have, 
or, you know, it's not going, you're, you're not going to be doing any better, even if you, you know, you get promoted or um, how um, I was trying to think about the entre- entrepreneurship thing or how about, you know, your personal life will be represented in your business life, right? So if that's out of order, then you, if your finances are out of order in your personal life, they're going to be out of order in your business life as well. And so um, I think it's so important because finances is like a, a conversation, especially a lot of times that our community is very taboo. Nobody wants to talk about it's almost like that and health care right money you don't talk about nobody money and you don't talk about how how you feeling and what ailments you got and all that other stuff and you find out you know for a lot of us especially in our generation you find out as an adult like oh so we actually had these things and if we had done these differently you know this is the way it would have looked um and so um I'm you know I definitely commend you for your obedience, right? Because a lot of times we get stuck there because you could have chosen to be like, nah, I already got this trip playing, Lord. I'm gonna just go. I'll deal with my debt when I get back, which is a lot of times what ends us messing us up, right? Because we be trying to, like you say, you can't bargain with him, right? And right. If, if you do it anyway, he will he will hem you up something terrible and you'd be like I wish I never even went in the first place well he tried to get you not to go but you you over here still trying to figure it out and do it yourself right so um it speaks to obedience because that one thing created all the other, the subsequent things that happened after that, right? Like you didn't know that that's what that, you didn't know that who you are today started right at that moment and where, how you were going to be able to use your testimony to be able to bless others. You did not realize that because when, when something happens to us, we are focused only on us. It's only after the fact, can we look back and be like, Oh, that's what happened. I, I see, see exactly what you're talking about, Lord. So as you've gone through this journey and, you know, um, from that moment, how has self-doubt showed up in your journey? Oh, self-doubt is still there. <laughs> well, you know what? You're right. So even when we talked in the beginning, you said, it's just like, uh, uh, it's that you know your journey is going to always it's going to always be something yes yeah, self-doubt is definitely it it's a journey and as you continue to level up and you do n- different things and you go into new seasons it will still it will still be there so um I, I definitely agree with that but how has self-doubt showed up in your journey specifically and if where wherever it still is <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the way that it it continues to show up is is I overanalyze. And we talked about this. You mm-hmm. overanalyze the smallest of the littlest details. When God has already given you one instruction, then you begin to be like, oh, well, Lord, nobody's going to buy that. Lord, what if they don't listen? Well, Lord, mm. what if, what if, what if? And you begin to question kind of like how you and I were having the conversation prior mm-hmm. to with the Israelites. If they would not have overanalyzed, they would have gotten to their promised land a little faster Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. that was holding them up so for me it kind of also ties to how I see myself Mm. let's let's talk about that do I see and so as I mentioned to you I was in an intense therapy program Mm -hmm. and some of the things that and let me give this disclaimer (laughs) you can have Jesus and a therapist oh they, they 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 know they know I'm a proponent for therapy as always hello both jesus and a therapist yes you need them both okay in real life in real life you need both jesus and a therapist and so in the intense therapy program one of the things that i learned or that i realized was that my self-worth 
was tied to too many different things. Mm. How I saw myself, how I think what I'm worthy of, right? Because when you don't think you're worthy, that's when you begin to over-rationalize. That's Mm. when you begin to overanalyze or you don't think that you're good enough for anything better to come. So you begin to settle. Yes. Right. So self-doubt for me, and it still shows up in that, right? As I'm really learning to redefine who I am for myself not what society says not what my family says that people pleasing Mm -hmm. self-doubt is showing up in that people pleasing in lack of boundaries so it it shown up in those areas and now I'm able to identify it Mm -hmm. not as much as I would like but of course we're still evolving and still growing but I'm able to see that okay you're doubting yourself is mm. because you don't really truly believe that you are worthy of this opportunity or yeah. you don't really believe that you have what it takes to actually go into entrepreneurship full time mm-hmm. and to walk away from the comfort of a job right yeah. <clears throat> preaching to myself yes and, and, and to me yes 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 so it's shown up in in those ways those are just the ways that can come to, that have come to my mind at this moment as to how it's how it showed up and how it continues to show up yeah no I think that's really good because um for me I've been on this journey way longer than everybody else because you know God gave it to me first so I'm like <laughs> I, I started this journey before y'all even knew about it so I'm you know for me I'm like oh I know how that that works I know what that is and um sometimes it's not it's easy a lot of times to put a name on it, right? Um, and so it's, it's really about that you're taking the necessary steps to your self-awareness to be able to say, okay, what is it about me? Because I, I tell all my clients, I tell everybody that I work with, it is not about anybody else. Every single thing that we are struggling with right now is about yourself, right? Even if there's other people connected to it, like if someone else is the reason for it, um, and it was the cause of it, the response that you're like, how you're showing up for yourself and how you're showing up for in the world is your responsibility, right? And so it's, it is your responsibility to be in um, in tune with yourself to say when this new opportunity shows up, or if I want to get this new job or a relationship, or, you know, I get a, a an opportunity to work with somebody for an, you know, an astronomical amount of money that you like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like, how do I take that and say, okay, pause, what am I not going to do? What what happens am I not going to bring back? And, you know, what am I going to do differently? But I think that comes from work and it comes from, you know, just really being aware of what your triggers are, what the things are that you are very clear about. And you, you know, you do that with the help of definitely for me, you know, a therapist or, you know, some people, um, you know, they, you know, they have a stigma about therapy or a coach in, you know, in whatever, if it's like more specific, um, but you have to do that work. Like even working with a therapist and a coach, it's still your work. They're mm-hmm. just giving, they're just facilitating that space and creating and giving you that space to be able to speak it, but you have to show up and you have to be willing to do the work. So um, I definitely commend you for doing the work because it, it's not easy work um because it challenges you to be different it challenges you to show up different it challenges you to see the people that we have been so used to looking 
at them as the reason for why we are the way we are. Like, if you hadn't have done this, then I wouldn't be like, no, that's, you have a choice. We all have mm -hmm. choices, right? And so when you know that and you're actively making a, a difference for yourself, um, it benefits it benefits you. It benefits your your uh, your family, your generations after you. It benefits the kingdom, you know, because we all are meant here to help each other, right? Yeah. Um. So that um, yeah, that's 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 some good stuff right there. So, what have you learned about yourself during this journey that you didn't know before? That I have a tendency to run when things get difficult and when oh. things get hard. Listen, that's good. And. You when they say when they say do the work, like you gotta face yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to face yourself. You have to literally, like my great aunt has this saying, and you know, one day she and I were having a conversation and she would say, Mimi, because that's what my family calls me on my mom's side of the family. Mimi, you have to turn yourself inside out. You mm -hmm. have to look at yourself from the inside out and really see you know, what's preventing you or what's causing you, we were talking about relationships, mm -hmm. but what's causing you not to be fruitful in relationships or have, you know, or in certain areas of your life, you have to turn yourself inside out and examine yeah. yourself in those areas. So doing the work, and I never thought that I would have enrolled myself in an intense therapy program, which required me to take off from work, right? right. Sometimes you have to get outside of the box. Sometimes you have to do something that you've never done so that you can get results that you've never gotten insanity yeah. is doing the same thing and expecting different results yeah. and I've learned you know I can't keep running I've learned a that at the end of the day the healing that is due to me is mm. my responsibility to go mm. and get it that I cannot keep putting my things my internal debts on other people who had nothing to do with it yeah, and I actually yeah. had a friend say that to me he said Ramesha you're putting on to me what someone else has done to you and it's not my fault yeah yeah and it no. causes you to face yourself yeah you know yeah you're absolutely right and I think that um one of the things that is anything any type of transformational work that you do any type of self-reflecting requires you to do the work for yourself regardless of what other people think because you you is your job to show up in the world differently if, if that's what you truly truly want um I, I love Dave Ramsey too um and so he has a saying that like live like no one else so you can live like no one else right mm -hmm. and that that is doing the uncomfortable thing that is doing the thing that you don't want want to do the thing that makes you feel like ah like you know we talked about it offline that like I'm in a season of uncomfortability not because of um anything negative happening, but because I, I really want what God has for me. And in order for me to get what he has for me, I have to do what he's called me to do. And that makes me uncomfortable because I don't know what the end is going to be, but that's where trust comes in, right? That's where faith mm -hmm. comes in. Um, and that's where we really have, you, you have to know, do you trust him? You know, I know on another episode, I was saying that um, I, was struggling with why I didn't want to move previously. And it was, I had to say out loud that I didn't trust that God was going to actually give me what he promised me. Right. Mm. And I had to be honest one, not only with myself, I mean, he already knew it, but whatever. So I had to tell him, I had to tell me, and then I had to tell the people that God has connected me to, because there's other people that are out here who are trying to do this, but they really don't trust that if they do the work, it's really going to be, 
fruitful or God is really going to give them what they want in a time frame that they feel like is comfortable. And the reality is, is that he absolutely will. And he will not, it may not always show up the way you want it to look, but God is, he's faithful and he will always, he will always deliver on his promises, period. Mm -hmm. Like, but you have to be obedient. You have to do, you can't not, not do it. Faith without works is dead. So you can believe all day long, but if you don't move, he going to be like, I'm waiting on you, sis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. waiting on you. And it's not when we feel like it, because your feelings are liars. And mm. we talked about that. Yes. And it's funny you say that because this week I kept saying, oh, I just don't feel like doing nothing. I don't feel like doing anything. But there comes a time and a season of rest, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because that's one of the things that my psychiatrist and I were talking about. He said, you are an overachiever. Mm -hmm. He said, I know it. But you know, that overachievement is an internal debt because somehow, somewhere you felt that you weren't good enough. So you felt like you had to overachieve, yeah, right? Which is yeah, exactly yeah, what yeah. Mm -hmm. that perfect patty, that perfection is. That's what we talk about um, in, in my seven week coaching intensive is you, all of that stuff that we were taught growing up to strive for perfection. Let me tell you something. There is no such thing as perfect. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's going to cause you to find yourself laid out with an in a panic attack or in somebody's hospital listen so i know this is like so random if no one's watched it like people know oh well I've, I've shared on here plenty of times that reality TV is my uh, guilty pleasure, right? So I'm, I'm into all the housewives, right? So recently they have a newer housewife, uh, housewife series, which is the real housewives of Salt Lake City in Utah, right? Like so random, but I watched the commercials and was like, oh no, this is, this is going to be good, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so one of the first episodes is like this girl. So it's based around the fact that, which I, I had no idea that, um, Utah is like the largest Mormon community ever, like in the United States, I guess. Um, and so it's based off the fact that like a lot of the Mormon beliefs is about perfection. Right. And so as I'm watching this, the lady, like she, I think she was like, it's so many different rules to, so if I'm going to Googling it, I'm, I know that I am, but there's so many different rules to like, is it Mormonism? I don't know the more yeah, I don't know the word let me like yeah okay to the Mormon <laughs> lifestyle right um that like there's certain things that just are like like you are completely banished from the faith if you do these things so the girl ended up by like, getting divorced or something and so because she got divorced she's like she's not Mormon anymore so I'm like well isn't it just a belief system like I don't I it, it just it wasn't resonating with me, but anyway, so she in the, in her talking about it, she was saying like, you know, a part of Mormonism is that everything is supposed to be perfect. You're supposed to be perfect. Your marriage, your kids, your job, your everything. So she, which is funny, she has a multi-billion dollar business um, where they do um, cosmetic surgery basically so like Botox and all the things like I'm talking about there was people in there getting Botox in their underarms so they wouldn't sweat like and, and these aren't people who are doing them for health reasons they're literally doing it so they have the perfect face the perfect this the per like and it's it's that that per and, and it was so hard in watching one of the episodes when one of her friends who's not Mormon um she was saying like the lady was this, this lady who has this business is still so distraught because she's no longer married mar married mm -hmm. and so then she's like well if I'm not married I'm not Mormon and so she the, the girl is like what are you talking about like would you have right would you have just stayed in the marriage unhappy and just so you can stay Mormon and she's like yeah and then she had to ask her like what are you teaching your children 
Mm. your three daughters that they should just be unhappy in a marriage with somebody that they do not love and mind you she admitted she don't think she's ever been in love she just married this mormon dude and they had a family because that's what you're supposed to do and so as i'm watching it unfold i just was like that's not living right like people there's people out here who truly truly live and and at, at the end of the day for me it has nothing to do with Mormonism. Like I don't, you know, whatever your belief is, your faith, that's, that's your business. Um, but to me, it just really, it, it challenged me to be able to say that like there's people out here who truly believe in that perfectionism. And then if they are not, but the reality is, is that what's perfect, right? So in another scenario, I'm talking to my son and he, he wants to do something different with his hair. And so I'm, I'm a, I say it's hair. Yeah, I, I cut off my dreads, right? So it's hair. It'll grow back. It's hair. It'll grow back. Right. That's my mantra. So he wants to do something with it. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, if you want, that's fine. And so somewhere in his conversation, he's like, well, I'm weird. And so I was like, you're not weird. And don't, don't say that. And he was like, well, you're weird. And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of threw me off. I'm like, okay. He was like, we're all weird. And I was just like, I mean, I guess he was like, what's normal? Mm. and that's why I paused and I said you're right we all are weird because I don't, I have no I couldn't how do you define what normal is right? right and so it just really like normal perfection like those type of things like what are you striving to be and it, it should just be individuals like in better versions of who God called us to be like who yeah. we are and who it is that he wants like whatever your purpose is whatever your your you who you are on the inside that is just being the best version of you, which is going to be different from you. It's going to be different from my son. It's going to be different from the lady on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. You know, like we're, right. all, we're all going to be individuals because that's how we were created. No matter what your belief system is, no matter what job you have, how much money you have, all of those things, our jobs are to be who we are at our fullest, most authentic transparent on itself right and so a part of this work and this journey of even you saying you know realizing that you have this perfectionism or realizing that you run away from things that's you that's you showing up as you yeah and and having that awareness knows that if it happens again you're gonna be like okay Ramisha you're trying to run away from the same way I told you part of my procrastination is busyness Felicia don't you add another thing to your calendar right (laughs) sit down because you don't need to add not another thing (laughs) not another thing (laughs) yeah yeah so you talked about it a little bit um so what is it that we like what is it that you do to help other women um or other people um have that same type of transformation like you you call you are the internal debt collector what is that Well, basically, as the internal debt collector, what I really do is help you get to the root and pull up those roots. So think about a debt collector. A debt collector calls you and say, you have an outstanding balance. What Mm -hmm. is keeping you bound? Right. Mm. What is keeping you in bondage? So what we do is we take a look at all of those things. And I talk about bondage from a biblical standpoint, because debt is bondage. Anything Mm -hmm. that is keeping you bound, that is keeping you from actually walking in the fullness and the freedom of who you are is bondage. Come on now. From your thoughts, to your weight, to your health, to your emotions, to your spiritual debt. I mean, anything, your finances, anything that is keeping you down. And so what I do is I really help us to get down to the core root as to why we found ourselves in so much debt. It Mm. really is all about you facing yourself. Yeah. 
And so we go through different pillars, right? There are four phases of internal transformation that I talk about in my course, right? Which is called Beyond the Budget, How to Pay Your Debt Off for Real this time. Like you're gonna go through these four phases and you're gonna identify past lessons. What were you taught or exposed to in your childhood? What were things that you heard in your childhood? What were behaviors and mindsets that you developed, right? Mm. Getting to the core of you. Who are you at your core? Are you divine? Are you defined by the degrees? Mm. Are you defined by the labels? Are you defined by the neighborhood that you live in? And let me just say that there is nothing wrong with wanting to have a certain lifestyle. But if that lifestyle defines who you are, then you yeah. don't know who you are at your Correct. core. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we go through those four phases in the course. And then the seven week intensive is where we really get down to the nitty gritty. Okay, you know how to pay off your debt. I've given you the tools. We've taken a look. We've set goals, right? We've gotten to the core as to why you found yourself in debt. Now let's go and really tap into that unhealed trauma that you've experienced, Mm -hmm. right? And like you said, getting out of the box and doing something different, Mm. actually identifying the root of that and how it has shown up in your finances Mm. from going to go get the extra degree. You want to get this extra job so that you don't have to be at home with your wife and your kids. Mm. Right. And so you're driving an extra 60 minutes, which means that you're limiting the time with your kids, which means that you're not home in time for for family dinner, which means that you're ordering out and you're not really working out. So now you are taking cholesterol pills Hmm. that you can't even pronounce. Right. Do you see how it's a trickle effect, how all of that? So that's really what the internal debt collector is. Um, My duty. Right. It's to really help you transform from the inside out, really getting free of the internal debts, right? We go through these phases, the four phases of internal transformation that's through the course. And then through the intensive, we go through the pillars of the healing, right? Mm. Right. You got to heal first. Yeah. Got to heal, getting down to, and let me just say that I am not a therapist. I am not giving you, I'm just giving you the tools and resources that I've learned, which I will be going back to go get my LPC, which is licensed professional counsel. But until I'm certified, please seek help from a um, a licensed professional, a mental health (laughs) professional. Okay. Let me give that disclaimer, but that's really what I do. I really help us to take a look at the holistic approach of how to get free from the limiting beliefs, Mm -hmm. the mindsets, right? The self-worth, the self-doubt, like you talk about getting to the core root of all of those things that have affected your finances, that perfection. Is there a certain image you got to have? Yeah. So you go and you buy all of these things so we can look like you got it together, Come but on. deep down inside child you are a hot mess and one of the things that I had to really come to grips in terms with is I don't want to be a public success and a private failure come on come on so and I had this reality check recently when it came to my niece and I was like you know what some of you start you are repeating some of the cycles that happened to you Mm. so I'm not gonna do that yeah yeah right and again it starts with that self-awareness so it's it's a lot of intense work if you want to do the work if you want to show up and do the work then hey I'd love to assist you on your journey to help you get free financially, but most importantly, get free in your mind, body, and soul, because that's, that's true debt freedom. Yes, that is girl. You had me over here. Like, you know what? Like pulling it all together, thinking about where I was before I was, cause listen, it, there's very few people who have not been in debt okay so I was I I definitely have been in debt in in multiple ways of my life okay um but when you break it down like that and you realize how it's all connected you know um 
like if you know for me I could very much say oh you know I wasn't necessarily taught finances as a kid okay but at what point in time did it become your responsibility to learn how to manage your own finances and also what is your like you say what is your relationship with money how do you view money and you know it's that is a journey in itself like I you know I was on your podcast and I've shared um as well that like my husband was really the driving force behind me having a different relationship with money because he was you know where I wanted to be right and mm-hmm. so now we both can have larger dreams and and greater goals of, of certain things because I had to I had to get to where he was right I, I yeah. always laugh and I say I think we were as we were I don't know if necessarily we were dating but we were just kind of talking and I remember him asking me what my credit score was and I was like whoop <laughs> And so I was just like, oh, well, I'm not really sure. And he was like, well, mine's is eight something. And he was like, you got the, uh, if you want, you want to deal with me, you got to get your credit score up. I was like, well, all right then, you know, but for me, it was like funny, but then it was just kind of like, well, I mean, he does have, like, I can tell that he was very much so financially responsible. And I was just (laughs) like, you know, if I wanted to move forward in this relationship, or in any relationship for that matter, you know, even if it wasn't him, it was very much so like, okay, how am I showing up? What am I doing? Like you talk about the, you know, looking, what did you say? You said, uh, public success, mm-hmm. private, private failure. failure. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it was just like, okay, yeah. All right. I had this job. I was a leader, you know, I'm doing these things, but I'm over here struggling. I got 28 cents to my name, right? You know, you over here paying, you know, insufficient funds fee. You literally live in paycheck to paycheck, counting out the money. Like, am I going to have enough to feed my son this week? You know, and once just having those conversations and kind of watching him. And then I started listening to Dave Ramsey. Um, So, you know, definitely, even if you just listen to his podcast, um, there's things that you can kind of get from that. If you're not ready to do financial university, we did that financial peace university Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but it definitely was like, okay, Felicia, what are you going to do? Had nothing to do with him, had nothing to do with anybody else. It was like, what are you going to do to be different? Cause also at that time I had a kid. How do I want to show up for my son? How do I want my son to be able to take care of his finances? When you have somebody else connected to you, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Whether it's in your purpose, whether it's in your finances, whether it's in whatever the case may be, when someone is connected to you, it's your responsibility to do what you needs to be done so that they can learn from that and or um, reap the benefits or whatever have you. Um, and so... No, I think this is a great thing that you're doing. I think that um, it's a conversation that needs to be had um, for so many people because we all have big dreams, right? And we yeah. all have things that we want to do. And God wants us to be rich in all the things, right? He wants right. us to have everything. But if you are holding you back, he's not going to give it to you. If you are not being a good steward over your money and you're not financially responsible and you do not have a healthy relationship, he's not going to continue to bless you. Like right. it just not in the way that he's going to provide, he's going to be there for you, but not in the way that he could be because you have to do the work, you know, you have to do the work. And so um, thank you so much. Like this is, you know, I'm glad we finally got to be able to get this done because (laughs) I was nervous. I was like, yo, I don't know if we're going to, we're not going to bypass this. We really are not going to bypass this. Because let me tell y'all, Felicia and I will get on Zoom and we'll talk for three hours and didn't accomplish not one thing. thing. Well, no, we We we, did. We get peace, right? And I'd be like, oh, I'm so glad I talked to you. And she says the same thing. And so this time, now we got to talk to y'all, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, Ramisha, how can people connect with you? 
If you would like to connect with me, you can find me um, on Instagram as well as Facebook at I am dot Ramesha Nicole. That is I am dot Ramesha. It's spelled R-A-M as in Michael, E-S-H-A, Nicole, regular way that you spell it. That's both on Instagram as well as Facebook. And you can also find me um, on my website at www.ramishanicole.com. And then you can find the Ramesha Nicole show, which is my new podcast transformed from Real Talk with Ramesha Nicole over on Apple and Spotify. Yay. Well, y'all, all of that is going to be in the show notes as usual. So you all can... Um get all the information and get connected with Ramisha again Ramisha thank you so so much for doing this and being on the show and I, I just know that um I'm very clear that what you're doing is definitely going to change some lives um and so whoever gets connected to you is going to be so so blessed thank you sis likewise thank likewise you. I have been blessed by being connected to you so thank you for having me <laughs> thank you Jesus thank you thank you thank you <laughs> We end every episode with the serenity prayer and it goes as follows. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. All right, y'all, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Slaying Self-Doubt. Oh, wait, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode. And remember to press the subscribe button. Until next week, see ya.